Shalom, this is Rabbi Talmud Davis Hart, bringing a message today called The Wrong Way to Witness. The typical Christian approach today to gain converts is, do you know Jesus? Or Jesus is the way to heaven? Or are you born again? They're told that they need to confess Jesus to have assurance that they will go to heaven when they die. These are tried and true witnessing tools to bring new recruits into the fold, or are they? If a sinner responds to the gospel of profession solely to gain assurance of heaven and not to flee from God's wrath, which he knows he should deserve, he becomes merely a caricature of a believer. Not only that, the wrong premise is being employed in witnessing for Yeshua told us to preach, to witness the gospel of the kingdom, not a gospel of profession. And you can search the scriptures till the sun stops shining and you'll find no instructions to witness a gospel of profession. The problem with this formula or format is that most converts don't know what they're saved from, nor do they know why of the salvation, or for that matter, why they're becoming a Christian. You must realize that the gospel of the kingdom is contrary to the gospel of profession because kingdom infers rules, regulations, and laws, God's laws and standards. This reminds me of the scripture in Matthew 23:15, where Yeshua said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he's made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Think not that this describes the church today. I'm afraid it does. What modern-day witnesses fail to do is what great men of Christianity, such as Finney, Wesley, Moody, Whitefield, and Spurgeon always did, and that was advocating God's law, his Torah, to prepare the way for the gospel. They upheld the Torah as the only way by which a man or woman can find knowledge of sin and therefore find genuine repentance. Unfortunately, the churches today don't teach the law, so the harvest is bringing in false converts that help even further to remove the church away from the law or Torah of God. I especially take exception to this type of witnessing for anyone who identifies themselves as a messianic assembly, for it flies in the face of solid biblical teaching and the Torah. Where I encounter it most is in the so-called messianic community is groups that describe themselves as messianic Jews, which is the faith system that Yeshua taught his disciples, not Christianity, and to which Paul converted, or Shaul. So I call this Messianity, and this means Christian groups who have clothed themselves with the modicum of Messianic Judaism, but continue with the doctrines of Christianity that are contrary to true Messianic Judaism. Their leaders adopt the title of rabbi, and they observe Jewish customs, and meet on Shabbat, but they have not discarded false doctrines, and they're unrecognizable from Christianity in their belief system. They have the trappings, but not the substance. In truth, they hurt the cause of true Messianic Judaism and the cause of Yeshua HaMashiach. Messianity and Christian evangelism today have the order in reverse of the biblical model. The biblical model preaches repentance first and then faith, and that is an active faith. The only believe message employed today by those witnessing is attractive because it has little offense and it reaps a greater harvest, albeit a false one. 
Those who don't see the function of the law fail to see the absolute necessity of repentance and therefore think the convert saved when he's not. He's had a spurious conversion if he's not repented. But who's to blame? Well, not the convert because he hasn't seen the necessity of repentance. He's just told all he's got to do is believe. The fault lies with the groups and the individuals that practice such spurious witnessing. The truth is that a prospective convert cannot repent if he's not told what sin is. And the only means of knowing what sin is, is the Torah, or God's law. See Romans 7.7. 7. Both the convert and the witness are deceived into thinking that the convert is saved. Mark 4.16 and Matthew 13.20 informs us that a convert who has a spiritual experience of a new life, gladness, and faith may actually be the experience of a false convert, the stony ground hearer, if you will. The Bible says that for a while the convert actually does believe. However, he believes in vain, 1 Corinthians 15.5. So we see biblically that there is a genuine false conversion experience. Now because the law hasn't been used to show sin in its true light, there is no understanding of the nature of sin and therefore no contrition. Why should there be if the convert's been told all he has to do is believe? The convert settles down in false assurance of salvation. He's got new friends, new principles to live by, a conquered drug or alcohol problem, a new life, but he's still a false convert. Most people who think that all is well with modern evangelism are a lot more likely to witness their faith, and such an approach to witnessing has filled the churches with so-called born-again Christians that still commit fornication, adultery, and a whole cacophony of sins accounted for in God's Torah. I prayerfully petition the Creator of Heaven that such will not be the case with Messianic Judaism, simply to gain converts, to fill coffers, as we find in many churches. These converts and those that witness, as I described, rest on their so-called conversion experience to reassure themselves that they're saved. Such people have had a spurious conversion and unfortunately never wake up to the fact because they are not taught God's Torah. The Torah serves to show us the grace of God and should bring us to the point of obedience to his Torah. The Torah also shows us how wanting we really are. False believers trample the grace and work of Yahweh beneath their feet. Yeshua, the true believer's most precious pearl, and his blood becomes soiled by these false conversions. He himself said we're not to cast pearls before swine, lest they trample them with their feet. And turn and tear you into pieces. Matthew 7, 6. These false converts become backsliders and gossipers. They're bitter and bad bedfellows for any God-ordained assembly. If criticized, they promote disunity and disharmony within the fellowship because they don't have a mind to learn. They make a profession of faith but did not have a humble heart that the Torah produces. Instead, they claim to have the experience of salvation, which is the product of their receiving and preaching grace only. They're a sinner who's proud, and in their own pride they trample the blood of the Savior under their feet with false profession. According to the true proverb, Peter states in 2 Peter 2.2 that they will, like the dog, be turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed in his wallowing in the mire. This is a result of casting pearls before dogs and swine. Because of those that think they can preach and believe a repent gospel, 
instead of the biblical order of repent and believe, which is based on God's Torah. Church needs to learn a lesson from ancient Israel. Instead, they claim to have the experience of salvation, which is a product of their receiving and preaching grace only. They're a sinner who is proud, and in their own pride, they trample the blood of the Savior under their feet with their false profession. According to the true proverb, Peter states in 2 Peter 2.2, They will, like the dog, be turned to his or her own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to his wallowing in the mire. This is a result of casting pearls before dogs and swine, because of those that think they can preach a believe and repent gospel instead of a biblical order of repent and believe, which is based on God's Torah. The church needs to learn a lesson from ancient Israel. Many times Israel came under God's anger because they forsook his Torah. We need to study carefully the end result of Israel when they made void his law, as we find most of Christianity and Messianity is done today. In Hosea 4, 6-15, we read, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have forgotten the law of your God. They sinned against me. They ate up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. And it shall be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways and reward them their deeds. Harlotry, wine and new wine, enslave their hearts, takes away their understanding. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray, and they have played the harlot against their God. Therefore your daughters commit harlotry, and your brides commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they commit harlotry, or your brides when they commit adultery. For the men themselves go apart with harlots, and offer sacrifice with a ritual harlot. Therefore people do not understand will be trampled. Is there any mystery, then, why our children today have become corrupt and irreverent? Well, our children and grandchildren are being taught the doctrine of secular humanism, which advocates no deity, no laws, no right or wrong. God has been completely thrown out of the country. With that kind of value system, no wonder there's so much confusion and increasing crime and other issues in our country today. The reason Israel became a harlot was because she made void the law of God. That's exactly what's happened today. God said they would be destroyed through lack of knowledge of his Torah. That's happened today. Failure to heed the law led them straight into harlotry. The same thing happens when the church and messianity set aside God's Torah. They preach they're saved by grace through faith. Therefore, the law has no practical purpose, and they throw it out. Yet Shaul said, that's Paul, don't do away with the law through faith. We establish it, and that's in Romans 3.31. The lawless preachers produce lawless converts who are not established in the law. He's not given the knowledge of sin and therefore continues to sin against God, like people, like priests. The spirit of the harlot causes them to err. They join themselves to her as one flesh and will be trampled down ground to powder because of the lack of understanding. If, on the other hand, the Torah were preached to the church and messianity faithfully, it would have the effect of awakening the harlot to her sin. There have been many in congregations that preach Torah that thought they were saved, repented, and come to Yeshua in light of their new revelation. Preaching the Torah helps to reveal the sheep from the goats, 
while it is still the day of grace. Proclamation of the law within the church, or in so-called messianity, would help to purify it, and the false convert would either repent or leave the congregation. In Nehemiah 3.13, the Torah, law, purged Israel and caused them to separate from the mixed multitude. The harlot church and messianity said she loves the truth, but has pleasure in unrighteousness. She turns to the grace of God in lasciviousness. She receives the grace of God in vain. The harlot church and messianity receives not the truth, so God sends them strong delusion that they might be damned. Shaul of Tarsus had a heart thoroughly prepared for grace by the law. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel, a respected teacher of the law. Without Torah's instruction, he would not have known the Savior. That's why he said he delighted in the law of God. The sinner who has been taught according to the perfect manners of the fathers will be stopped on the road to damnation and, like Shaul, will be blinded to the things of this world. We must experience death under the law before we can experience resurrection into the life of obedience to God's Torah, which comes through the grace provided to us in Yeshua. The great preacher of the last century said, When we preach the law, it's not to make men saints, but sinners. And this drives us to the grace of God and turns our lives around in obedience out of love. When Shaul preached against idolatry in Ephesus, what do you suppose his reference was for their sin? It was God's law. To the Thessalonians, he rebuked them for their transgression of the first and second commandments. The natural man experiences the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye, which is part and parcel of unregenerate mankind. Those that love dancing and soulish behavior contrary to the study of God's Torah should be warned that their condition might be wanting. They may love darkness more than light. For that person to be born again, that adulterous and sin-loving nature, must be surrendered and be crucified. It must be nailed to the cross, not God's laws. And the vehicle to advise him is God's law. Hit God's Torah first, and then God's grace through Yeshua. The Torah teaches us that sin is vertical and not horizontal. When we sin, we sin against God. When David sinned against God with Bathsheba, he actually broke all ten commandments. When he coveted his neighbor's wife, lived a lie, stole her, committed adultery, murdered her husband, and dishonored his parents. He lamented to God, saying, Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Unquote. How can a man repent before God if he doesn't see that he sinned before God? Paul preached repentance towards God. This was also Joseph's theology when tempted to sin by committing adultery with Potiphar's wife. He said, how can I do this thing and sin against God? And he ran. He didn't walk. He didn't look back or stare at her. He ran. The prodigal son also had this revelation and cried, I have sinned against heaven. Now those who come to the Messiah in that spirit will reproduce of their own kind and begin to bring about the ruin of the harlot church and emerging messianity system that cannot bring itself to shed false doctrines inculcated by centuries of false teaching. If sinners come to the Messiah under the law, they would repent entirely and not give place to the devil. Christians who give place to the devil because they have spurious conversions can trace all their problems 
back to the transgression of God's Torah. And I dare say to you that all of the things that we're beginning to suffer here can be traced back to the sin of man, the rebellion, the continuous antinomianism against God's Torah. Believers who have respect for the law of God make the devil sick. They submit to God in obedience and there is not a place for the devil when there is no lawlessness in the believer. But those who don't submit to God's Torah will find that wolves will devour them. And let me remind you of the context of the passages about resisting the devil. And they're found in James starting at 4.4. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Now it would seem from the context of that scripture that's being addressed to adulterers, those who are the enemy of God, to the proud, to those that have not drawn near to God, to sinners with unclean hands and impure hearts who look on sin lightly with joy and laughter. These are the ones addressed, the ones who dwell within the church and messianity, who have not humbled their hearts nor submitted to God and his Torah. Notice they are in the church. They are in the religious assemblies. They judge Torah and are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment of it. This harlot church and messianity may be sitting within the body of the church or profess they are believers, but in truth they are without, being used by the enemy to tie up the laborers and wear out the saints. The true believers who trust in the faithfulness of Yeshua and guard and do the commandments of God, his Torah. God doesn't repeat concepts and teachings in scripture unless he deems them extremely important to our hope and ultimate salvation. Accordingly, he gave us Torah twice, Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, and instructed us twice about teaching his Torah to our children, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 8, and 11, 18 through 21. Have you ever wondered why? Hosea 4 says they do not direct their deeds towards turning to their God for the spirit of harlotry is in their midst and they know not the Lord. Well, the only way we can truly know the Lord is through his instructions found in his Torah. If the church and messianity would quit playing the devil's pimp to bring customers to the harlot who is unclean and therefore in debt to the law of God, she would no longer be exposed in her shame of adultery. If not, she'll be destroyed through lack of knowledge of the law. And if she was never given that knowledge, on whom does the guilt lie? If the law, God's Torah, is allowed to awaken them, then perhaps they may hear the word of God. 1 John 3, 4 informs us that sin is the transgression of the law. If you find that you are a member of the harlot church or messianity, you should follow Isaiah's advice. Depart. Depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her. Be clean, you who hear the vessels of the Lord. 
This urgency is repeated in Revelation by Yeshua himself as he beseeches us to come out of apostate religion. That is the Catholic Church and Christianity. In closing, I want to leave you with this thought. Yeshua is the manifested word, the manifested law, all synonyms of the Hebrew word Torah, the word of God. So doesn't it stand to reason that if you really want to know him, if you really call him your Lord and Savior, and you love him, isn't what he wrote and commanded good enough for you? He is the living Torah. Although I've shared with you the wrong way to witness, now I'll end the message with a comment about the right way. It's simply accomplished through living a life that emulates that of Yeshua, that is focused on glorifying God. This is a true worshiper, one who emulates and follows. As Yeshua's statements in life reflect emulation of God, the Father's will and love, so should ours. Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.